to another edition of the... I'm going to start that over. That's terrible. <clears throat> Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. I'm Adam Gobeski. And I'm Charlie Wallace. What are we doing? And we have with <laughs> us three very... I need an adjective. Oh, I thought we lost um, him. Yeah, I was like, is he glitching out? Um, Bosomy? Bosomy. <laughs> Listening? No, Not unless you bosom me. I, I mean, I, I have. I mean, the adjective usually has to do with the movie. I think that's the hang-up. <laughs> what adjective describes this movie? Oh, I got it. All right. And we have with us today three pit bullish guests. We have <laughs> Doug Gobeski. That's me. Tony Huff. Hi, boys. And Paul Wilcox. It is fantastic to be back. Yes, this is installment 37 of our Merry Marvel Movie March, and we are reviewing the movie from May 25th, 2012, Men in Black 3, which is the story of Dennis Menon and his chief rival, Dennis Black, fighting over the inheritance to the Men in Black mansion, (laughs) owned by both of their parents, uh, who have died, and they have to spend a night there time-traveling and fighting aliens. Ain't so easy, is it? No, it's not. (laughs) It's a real Gobeski Wallace kind of situation. Men in Black 3 is the delayed sequel to Men in Black 2. I guess it's only been 10 years. And this one, Will Smith has to travel back in time to stop Tommy Lee Jones from being killed. And young Tommy Lee Jones is played by Josh Brolin. Yeah. Which I remember was one of the selling points of the trailer, at least. I you think. remember the trailer? Oh, yeah, I remember this movie I when this movie came out. Yeah, it was definitely they were hard selling the fact that it was like, oh, Josh Brolin does a really good job of being like Tommy Lee Jones. You should come watch this movie. He does. He does, yeah. actually, yeah. Yeah. So, as always, had you seen it before? I had not seen this movie before. Shocker, I know. Had you seen Shocker. any of the others? Uh, not that I can remember. Really? You hadn't seen Men in Black or... You hadn't seen Men in Black? First one? No. I, I, I think I've seen it on like television before. Oh, wow. But never actually like sat through and watched the whole thing. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and I don't know why, but I was like really prepared for this movie to be really bad. And I, I don't know why. I think everyone was. I mean, that's Probably what I, Men in Black 2 was so bad. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I hadn't seen this movie either, and that was kind of why at the time I just assumed that it was going to be awful as well and was surprised to hear that it wasn't nearly as bad as... I think even back then people were saying it wasn't nearly as bad as you would expect, but it just kind of like... I remember the trailers, and then I remember it just kind of disappearing from everyone's consciousness immediately after it came out. It was actually entertaining, and the worst part about the movie was the beginning. Like, in in my mind, when... I don't even know who that person was who... Will Smith. No. <laughs> so that's who that, I was trying to put my finger on it the whole time. Will Smith. Oh my gosh. The yeah. iconic Will Smith. How did I miss From Wild Wild that? West, of multiple, course. Multiple times. Yeah. You were like, who is Wild that? Wild West from Men in Black 2. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think it was also in Men in Black 1. Mm, I want to double check that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's, All right. We'll yeah. Charlie, get on that. Um, <laughs> No, like the beginning when that I don't even know who the person was, but it was uh, some girl who like gets on to like the prison. And then she's bringing. Well, Shurgan was going to be a major yeah. character. Yeah, yeah. Former not, pussycat yeah. doll Nicole Scherzinger. Wait, really? Oh, really? What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
I was wow. surprised to see that. Which she's like a uh, what's the word? Charlie, did you know that right away, or did you have to look that up? I I knew that from the credits. Like I recognized her, and then was like, oh, she is a judge on The Masked Singer. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. So some That's 2019 how you knew her. <laughs> it is actually. Oh wow. You don't think of that helping when it comes to Men in Black Three, but <laughs> no, that's, that's a that's a, a nice shout out to the Max Singer. <laughs> <laughs> We're open to sponsorships. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> NBC, <laughs> Adam and Eve, you know, Squarespace, whatever. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but like, I thought the acting in that was just absolutely awful. Like the guards and everything, and I was like, oh my god, this is gonna be awful. And it was so much better than that first scene. I will admit that first scene, I got a real Men in Black two vibe, and I was like, oh no, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like and the effects too, like when he yeah. jumps out, when he of jumps the out, moon. and it's just like. Wait, how did everyone go out into space and he's just, like, on the moon? I was preparing myself for something really horrendous. And then Will Smith, Tywin Lee Jones, like always, come through and bring it back. Not always. Men in Black 2 happened, don't forget. Yeah. I yeah. thought we were still looking yeah. that up. Even, even no, they came out, came out. no, no, he was. Oh, we didn't look up. No, no, he was for sure in two. Yeah. The we question did not look was up. one. We did yeah. not look up if Tommy Lee Jones is in two. <laughs> Let the record show. I thought Paul was going to cry in this movie. I'm not going to lie. I did Wait. a little at the, uh, okay. at the end. Yeah. I was going to say, did you not? <laughs> it's, there was some eh. serious tears uh, at the end. Had you seen it before, Paul? No, I had not. I did know to expect a much better movie than MIB2, but I, I had not seen it before. Didn't really know what to expect other than that. Doug? I oh. had seen it before, actually. Way back in, like, December 2012, uh, watched it on an airplane. Really? Yeah. Which, Delta? Which, uh, probably. I can look it up if you really care, but so I will say that, you know, the end of the movie, I cried a bit, which was kind of a, I'm like on an airplane sitting next to someone and I'm just like, oh, geez, I can't help it, but I'm crying at Men in Black 3. (laughs) I hope they don't look over. You know, not that Men in Black is not perfectly worthy of that because I did the same thing here in the the living room, but I, I think I've heard that it's like, it's more common for people to cry on airplane moves. I can't remember where I read this. And it might just be kind of like a not, there's no data on this. It's just like a phenomenon that people anecdotally talk about. But it is a thing. I also had not seen this movie before for the first time since uh, Punisher Warzone, looks like. And yeah, it was basically the same as Paul. I was like, uh, Men in Black 2 was really terrible. And so like when Men in Black 3 came along, it was kind of like, well, fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. We'll get fooled again. (laughs) That's from something. It's from the president. That's George W. Bush. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, not my president. Who is your president, anyway? Optimus Prime. Seems like a Polk boy. Yeah, I guess the problem with Optimus Prime is he's technically an immigrant. (laughs) And thus is not constitutionally allowed to be president. Yeah. So I guess we'll have to go with Superman instead. (laughs) Superman wasn't born here. (laughs) Let's amend the Constitution, guys. We're Um, leaving a lot of choice candidates out of this for no good. So yeah, this was Will Smith's idea to do a time travel movie. And he had like at around the time of Men in Black 2. But then some sort of drama happened with the director where apparently like there were like suits and countersuits and no one seems to be talking about what actually happened. But the upshot was that for a long time, they didn't want to work with the director. And so that also added to the production cost. 
costs. Which is kind of weird. Like, I don't know why. I mean, Barry Sonnenfeld did the other two movies, but I wonder why you wouldn't just go with another director if there was so much animosity there. Which we tried to look up the reason for all this friction and nobody's really forthcoming with it. Which I guess in Hollywood is something you have to do, right? You don't necessarily want to air your grievances if you want to continue to work. I think it just took a lot of time to produce. They were trying to start the production of the movie in 2010 so that they could get tax credits but they didn't have a finished script for the movie yet so they started production of the movie before they had a script will smith was not particularly happy with that and insisted on rewrites and then additionally when that happened it increased the time for production and the delays and they had to keep paying the crew so wait it was will smith's idea to have a time travel it was yes Hmm. that's interesting it's a different type of time travel than we've kind of experienced yeah what did everybody think about the time travel system and this movie i was worried about it at first my you know my first viewing is i was like oh no time travel no but i think they did it fairly well i yeah the, the, I, yeah. yeah the only time it got in the way was toward the end there where they kind of had that loop you know what i'm saying that was the only issue that i had was just kind of like oh really like we're gonna do this and like adam i think you said it in our thing with the whole doctor strange thing i know we haven't gotten there yet but having not seen this before that is what it reminded me of of the right yes the end of doctor strange which i won't spoil because you know maybe you're watching these movies with us and haven't gotten that far exactly yeah but like i actually was about to say the same thing believe it or not when you said that so so that was twice right because we also know why charlie hated this movie (laughs) shield yeah (laughs) i don't like i don't like the organization i don't like the concept of shields (laughs) i hate captain america (laughs) of course yeah as you're want to be. To do. <laughs> your, your rating certainly reflects that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I honestly thought that the time traveling portion of it was done very well. And it was just one time that I was not necessarily upset, but just kind of like, oh, all right. It was, it was kind of gimmicky. You know what I mean? But other than that, I was along for the ride uh, with the time traveling. I thought it was going to become a dinosaur movie for a second, though. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. <laughs> you like, thought it was going to go to like, Jurassic Park. So they so they do go. They show, they show the, the dinosaurs. I'm like, yeah. oh crap, you missed. The key to time travel movies, I found in general, is just don't explain too much. Just assume that the audience yeah. will kind of be on board with you no matter what you do and kind of gloss over paradoxes. No, as long as they're not too huge. But I have a good movie otherwise. No, but Doug, you touched on it though. Yeah, that's not how talking. this movie works though. This movie, it does just suck. I was right. Charlie what? was even better watching this movie yeah it takes pains to provide exposition to explain the plot and how the time like how it's all going to work yeah to an excessive degree so that the slower viewers such as myself can still understand what's going on yeah it doesn't go out of its way to yeah we, we, we had a conversation during the movie where Doug was like, I really appreciate this. Th- you know, this yeah. is for people like me and Charlie. And I was like, I'll bet Charlie will find a way to have not understood what was happening. <laughs> and I was right. No, I just don't think that like things like time paradoxes. I don't think you have to explain that. And I don't think they did here. Like, how does Will Smith that? have I, to I go back in time? If he fixed it, then there's that. nothing to go back in Charlie. time for. And therefore, they didn't explain that, which is great. Charlie, Charlie, yes. Charlie. Yes. They explain 
they explained the Galdern chocolate milk. They went that far. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? But, but like, they really set that up, though. Like, if I mean, you didn't explain the chocolate milk, that would have been a real, like... <laughs> <laughs> Will Smith <laughs> likes his chocolate milk. We're trying to think back to the other movies. Like, does yeah. he like chocolate milk? Yeah, like, I, I, I did. I look at Paul's like, does he like chocolate milk and other things? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> Paul's like, I don't think so. I have no idea. I think they're breaking the fourth wall with an independent day <laughs> <laughs> But that was so Emma Thompson would believe him, because otherwise, how does how would you ever believe somebody who starts saying nonsense like that? I do like the Independence Day. Bill Pullman really loves chocolate milk, <laughs> and so <laughs> Will Smith wanted to bring it into this movie. <laughs> <laughs> the little thing he picked up from Bill, Bill. Pullman. <laughs> But Charlie, they didn't need need that there. They already explained it because he's like, you know, the aqua velva, the cowboy music, that stuff. That's how she knew. That's fair. Chocolate milk is the belt and suspenders to help the slower viewers along. Listen, listen, I I will say this, and I and I say this with one hundred percent sincerity. I loved that they actually explained a lot of things. I did too, (laughs) because I I had not seen Men in Black one or two. So coming in at just three was like, all right, you're explaining everything. Like I, I could follow the movie and independently, like a standalone movie it was enjoyable to watch you know i think it speaks to both my obliviousness when watching the movie and how that was kind of done well and that like i didn't particularly note an above average level of like explanation or hand holding when watching it i was just like okay i'm following this but i wasn't like oh they really explained that you know because each individual thing they explained was entertaining in and of itself so it's not like let's get this exposition done with it's like oh the chocolate milk is kind of a funny detail or when he goes to the the media shop to find the time travel device from that guy just the guy explaining to him how everything how it might works. work <laughs> yeah yeah but the fact and but, i feel like that's like this whole series has thrived on like goofy details yeah. like that. right but you want to know the, the the thing i liked the most was that they talked about because i was like sitting there with paul and i'm like okay so if time has changed completely how does he know about tommy lee jones and they explained that where he's like how do i know about it he goes dude if you know about him then you've already done it and i was like that's cool. I enjoyed that. Okay, yeah. but can we talk for a minute about how Charlie's standard for time travel movies is whether or not they explain how paradoxes work? Yeah, let's talk about <laughs> That they don't explain it. I would prefer that they don't. <laughs> Charlie's favorite time travel movie is Primer, then? <laughs> oh, God. Primer works despite that. <laughs> I kind of like Primer. It's the only oh, one where there's... <laughs> <laughs> is, is Primer a movie about watching paint dry? <laughs> No, it's, it's the time travel movie that doesn't bother to explain how time travel works. But it sort of does at the very scene. beginning. But yeah. It doesn't establish like its own rules. It just you know, takes you off on a crazy know, journey. So instead of watching the paint dry, it just. A long time ago when I was a. You know, Primer's uh, uh, child. <laughs> its budget was $7,000. <laughs> Well, it's, I, I don't know. It's been a while oh. since I've seen Primer, but wasn't that kind of the point? Like, they don't really understand yeah. what they're doing, and neither do you, and right. that's like, why everything goes off the rails. Right. That helps you. So it's, it's your favorite time travel movie because no explanations are provided. Yeah. Hey, Charlie. Yep. Have you ever seen Cube? Ah, very long time ago. Decades Is that the ago. the sequel to Sphere? 
I was going to say, if you haven't, you should check it out. Uh, <laughs> That's terrible. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> I hate you. So I have but a anyway. question. Please, Adam. Why did they kill Rip Torn's character in this movie? I didn't even know they did. Is he not dead at that point? He died this year. Was that this year? Yeah. Oh, it's been a long year. <laughs> In fact, Rip Torn is in the movie as one of the aliens at his own funeral. What? I've got the answer. It's from Reddit, so we'll have to, if we really care, we'll have to double check this. But today I learned that the reason Zed wasn't in Men in Black 3 was because the actor broke into a bank while drunk and armed. Oh. Wait, what? No. Yeah, this sounds about right. Looking up Rip Torn now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He chose to, uh... Here we go. Found with a loaded gun having broken into the building under the incorrect belief it was his home. Oh, wow. Uh. That's pretty impressively drunk to break yeah. into a bank thinking it's yeah. your house. He Apparently reprised so- the role of Zed in a Men in Black safety video for Air New Zealand. <laughs> 2015. <laughs> All right, so Zed's dead. There's a funeral, and his job is taken over by Emma Thompson, which I thought was a nice addition. I think she yeah. kind of fits in and adds sort of a nice balance to the team. Emma Thompson's great. I was less convinced by Alice Eve as young Emma Thompson, though. Yeah, that was really weird. It's like, let's just have this woman not do anything in the 60s. Like, there's no character whatsoever. That felt like a storyline that was going to go somewhere and then didn't at all. Like, I was like, oh, he's going to come back from like the past and like they're gonna be together and that didn't happen and are you sure you sure it didn't happen yeah because he says something about how like oh workplace relationships are forbidden or something like that so oh wait 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 i didn't actually put this together during the movie so they didn't explain this enough for the most dull of us for the smoothest <laughs> brain <laughs> <laughs> But uh, wait, so the phone girl was Emma Thompson? Yes. Okay. Yes. That, Remember, because okay. he has the okay, awkward, Joke, deliberately yeah. awkward. Oh, yeah, the O, and then O was actually, was Emma Thompson in the future. Okay. So Josh Brolin goes out of his way to explain, like, how special she is and, like, their meet cute and why he cares so much about her. And then you don't see anything from that actress there could be some sort of interaction between them other than josh brolin talking at her and they're just kind of smiling yeah was happy to see him gonna show up a few more times yeah look gender relations were different back in the 60s i mean do you think that's why (laughs) i think that's at least a little bit of it yeah yeah i thought they were gonna make more of the fact that the 69 leader x i think it was was kind of like chauvinist and maybe even a bit like certainly speciesist but maybe even a bit racist i don't know and then like that just went nowhere yeah speaking of speciesist hope i'm not changing the subject too quickly but did you guys notice the all the aliens in the 60s like like, like what do you mean like they, they were felt like they were ones? legit like totally different types of aliens like they were done in a sci-fi 60s style like uh, i guess a, i didn't a mildly fourth that. wall sort of thing that was kind of what i took from it yeah same like thing. They, a little bit, they, yeah like not even just the outfits but i i kind of got like a these are like oh yeah actually going for a, these are legit different aliens different looking yeah. aliens yeah than we saw but that's, in the, the same. that's pretty fun times. though I like that. Yeah, I thought that was kind of an interesting thing. Except that I didn't notice it (laughs) until you mentioned it. (laughs) 
you said it, so I guess I, I noticed at the time. It's, it's a detail for uh, repeat viewings. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it was kind of interesting yeah. to see because it was like totally the aliens that you saw in the current time, you didn't necessarily know that they were wearing a costume. Then you went to the 60s and it was like, oh, that's totally like a costume. Yeah, they looked you a know? little bit more like something you would see on like this island Earth or whatever. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. I think we should talk about more about Josh Berlin though, because I was genuinely impressed at how much he seemed like Tommy Lee Jones, like a young Tommy Lee Jones. Like I sort of expected that because I knew he played young K. I sort of expected that when they went back in time that he would just be like, oh, you know, he's kind of gruff and he vaguely looks like Tommy Lee Jones and that's fine. Did they put some sort of prosthetics on him to make him look more like Tommy Lee Jones or does he really just look a lot like Tommy Lee Jones? Particularly, I was noticing like the jawline and stuff i guess we'd have to look it up i didn't think so i thought that was just him and he does a good job of contorting his face in a way that would make him look like tommy lee jones yeah i mean yeah. now that i'm looking at pictures of him i thought he did a fantastic I'm job not gonna and like at, at one point i thought oh was this the beginning of the technology where they could like put like some sort of like younger filter and i thought it was tommy lee jones at first to be honest with you that that was like that was one of the things i like turned to paul and i'm like i think this is uh i think this is thanos <laughs> and i was like spoilers dude but i was it was actually the voice that really right um, that really sold me it was like how well how Ailed. close his delivery was to tommy lee jones's delivery in the movie yeah yeah no, he, he um at, at the risk of being over praising uh josh brolin here it's kind of reminiscent of ewan mcgregor doing obi-wan so they're saying we should get a disney plus show about uh young K, played by Josh Berlin. <laughs> There's a thought. I said that as a joke, but now I kind of I, I would be okay with watching it. Yeah, I yeah. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Like, what well, did K do in the 70s? Yeah, I like turned to Paul and I was like, oh, I didn't realize we were watching a Agent K origin story. <laughs> Uh, and also incidentally a uh agent j j uh, <laughs> origin story as well yeah and yes uh will smith in his first comedy role since um what men in black two almost <laughs> wow, wow hitch, probably. yeah hitch yeah so ben when was hitch 2005 yeah he's in good form here i mean he's back he to his old yeah. his old tricks which we like and especially with the at least the section where we don't have k for a little while he's basically holding everything up himself well i don't mind serious will smith i do sometimes miss comedy will smith oh yeah kind of like how i sometimes miss comedy tom hanks like i don't know oh, that yeah. tom hanks really does comedy anymore outside of like you know you'll see him do like comedy bits on like talk shows and stuff like i remember he did a bit with colbert where it was just like oh he's still got it mm-hmm. so it kind of has that same feeling to me of just like oh i miss it sometimes but one thing i appreciated about this movie is that so one of the problems I had with Men in Black 2, as I recall, was that it frequently felt like it went out of its way to add jokes and gags into the thing in a way that just wasn't like natural. And so it just they felt like they never landed yeah. like, oh, they're trying really hard. Balchinians. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas this movie, right, it felt like they let it do its thing. And I was like, like initially I was like, okay, so this maybe just isn't going to be as like jokey as it's been. And I'm fine with that. But there were a few times where I like I laughed out loud. I was like, oh, that's funny. bit. I appreciated that as well. I I was a little concerned at the beginning. I was like, this seems like mildly humorless compared to Men in Black 1. But it really came through without being too much of a try hard. Definitely in Men in Black 2, they had a lot of look at this weird, funny 
alien. Isn't it hilarious? And they didn't do that as much in that this one, except at the Chinese restaurant, which I thought was probably the worst section of the movie. Yeah. Was really? that a blobfish, by the way? Yeah, it kind of looked like a blob. Yeah. The thing that was on the flat top? Yeah. Looked like it had a giant nose. Yeah, that's what I was like. Oh, that thing from memes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All my culture now comes from memes. I didn't know that was from Men in Black. I mean. <laughs> Men in Black 3. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, the people are getting food poisoning, so we have to go to this restaurant so that we can find out that this guy is back who eats a specific kind of fish. And it's like, okay, this is kind of a roundabout way of getting the movie started. Yeah, it's I almost mean, it's, it's reminiscent of like the classic kind of a window into their daily life. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they've yeah. they, been they, there before. You know, cops on the beat a little bit. I suppose so, if that's the intent, is to make you feel like, oh, yeah, same old tricks. You're getting well, ready for a Men in Black 1, 2, the movie. You know? <laughs> well, I, um, I mean, <laughs> well, what Charlie was saying earlier, right, about how, like, they apparently started shooting without, like, a completed script, and then Will Smith made them rewrite, like, the past stuff, which oh, is, like, yeah. most of the movie. So part of me was almost like, oh, so this is the part that they didn't bother to rewrite, and so uh, it's all like the old script that was terrible because it's basically men in black two two <laughs> yeah uh, so when i heard that jermaine clement was the villain part of me was like oh so it's going to be this sort of like awkward comedic villain kind of like how johnny knoxville almost was in the second one like that's oh, kind of yeah. what i, went oh, I right. forgot that he was the yeah villain. But it's all Men in Black 2 is coming back together in my mind. I'm getting more salty about it. (laughs) But I was actually pretty impressed at like how straight, like how serious Jermaine Clark plays the villain. He was just a legit bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't actually know going in that it was going to be him. And I was like, wait a second. But you would you would never. Yeah, there was very little clue. Like he wasn't doing his Jermaine character, basically, like he's been cast in other movies. And he's like, yeah, the main bad guy. I would have expected him to be maybe a secondary bad guy or like some like comic relief character. Yeah, Yeah. I thought Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Like you said, in a store who's there and has a pre-existing relationship with the men in black. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I thought he did a fantastic job. And like, I yeah, he did not strike me as any of his characters I've seen him in the past. Just a bad dude. Even when he was interacting with himself, I was like, wow, he's doing a great job. Yeah, that was an interesting scene. They yell at each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're listening to this you probably haven't seen that part yet so spoiler <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm such an aggressive alien that i i won't take <laughs> for myself even exactly. I, I really yeah. enjoyed that it's like i'm better than you and you're me <laughs> yeah you're me well i'm better than you and he's like well i've lost an arm and you haven't yet so i'm better he's like i don't think that's how that works but okay i like <laughs> brought that up a lot he, I like, mean, really, to like, put yourself in his place, though. If older you suddenly showed up and was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to boss you around. I really sucked things up and I want to make sure that it doesn't, you know, continue to suck. You'd be like, what the f***, man? I don't suck as hard as you. No. You're the bad one. No. It's completely relatable. No, I think if older me comes and I'm looking like a f***ing weird <laughs> person, I'm going to be like, all right, dude, you've seen some 
Like, yeah. I'm, I'm following like whatever you, you say. You do you. Like, yeah. Like, what do I? Talk. What do I got to do to not be like that? We had a couple other actors in this movie too. I didn't expect to see. One was when Andy Warhol showed up. I was like, oh, it kind of feels like, <laughs> yeah, Bill Hader. That kind of feels like Bill Hader, but it doesn't look like him. And then when he took off the wig and still had prosthetics on his face, I was like, oh, it is Bill Hader. I was right. <laughs> yeah, that, that's my that was a great scene. I really liked that whole scene. Yeah. <laughs> Paul and I end up looking it up. Yeah, we're like, is that Bill Hader? That's gotta be Bill yeah. Hader. And him just I... making up Andy Warhol things to say and being like, uh, <laughs> yeah, like... taking a photograph of a cheeseburger. <laughs> Yeah. that's what i'm doing now my favorite is when he's like he like he goes to k and he's like you gotta fake my death man i'm done I can't do this <laughs> that was really good we had a lot of laughs during this movie yeah yeah, yeah. there were some big laughs yeah some belly um, laughs yeah and mike Coulter, who doesn't show up in the march but he's luke cage now he's will smith's dad <laughs> Oh, are we going to go to that part? Yeah, yeah that Paul, is. Paul cried at that point. I didn't know that you saw me, but you know, that's you yeah. did. Yeah, I saw it. I, all right. So it's going to be another one of my hot takes. I, oh, until later, I hated that part. I was like, so we introduced the fact that Will Smith doesn't know his dad and has us watch just for that scene. Because at that point, I didn't understand that like Kay knew that that was him. I thought he just thought it was a kid. What? You didn't what? know that that was Will Smith? No, I know it was. Will Smith, but I didn't know that Kay knew it was Will Smith and had basically known that over the years. I thought it was just like, okay, I well, do why not is this... understand what you are trying to say? At Same. All. I have no idea. Okay, he's trying so... to pit time paradoxes. Oh, like you didn't realize that he was. Is this another he... shield complaint? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you didn't think he was playing like watch? Why couldn't you just found that the watch distance? in the basement? <laughs> Never go in the basement and look around. Yes, Agent J. No, look at the watch that you found in the basement. Not that other watch. <laughs> so the whole reason that K is not... Yeah, the whole reason that K is KG around J is because, yes, because he, he knew the whole time that that was him yeah. and didn't want to reveal it. Because I guess that's what we're to believe. Everything into jeopardy. Which I didn't get until the end of the movie at so the you want, pie eating scene. you want scene. Boris to win, Charlie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I want aliens <laughs> to destroy the world. That's what I want. Why can't it happen just once? <laughs> Didn't happen That's in Avengers. I think it does. I think they're overdue at think, this point. I think there uh, is a, a movie that that happens. If they don't come in the next 50 years, then I don't know what we're going to do. So maybe this is a better way to explain my complaint. Because I didn't understand the connection between J and K at that point, I didn't know why that guy had to be Will Smith's dad. Because death has to happen. Right, but why does it have to be like, oh, it just happens to be his dad there? And I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense because that's why K found him to begin with. So, like, the actual right. circle is complete when you think about it that way. But wait, wait, if you like, don't realize like, that, like minute. I didn't at first... So you were wait, upset for a minute? What do you mean yeah. K found him? He found him. He Like, the kid came out the idea is that the reason that k recruited jay was because he knew he was that kid right doug are you just learning i'm not i don't i'm not sure was, i agree you think it was a coincidence that he that they stumbled upon each other later i mean i'd have to go back and watch men in black so, one to so remember how that 
and I hate you that I'm having to explain time paradox stuff, <laughs> is that the original timeline doesn't involve Agent J or Boris going back in time. That's not how it happened the first time through. So, the second time through, okay. we see Agent K be less of a crotchety old man in the present because of what happened in the modified past. The one with Agent J. Right. Not following. So I don't understand. <laughs> he didn't seek him out in the first movie because he knew him, did he? Yes. I mean, is that what you're claiming? I think that's yeah, what the that's movie what is the trying showing. to do. Had the past been modified in MIB 1? No, not until later on. But it wouldn't. So it wouldn't have been. So he didn't know. And that's not why he picked him. He just picked him because he he realized that, you know, little girls shouldn't be carrying quantum physics books around. Okay, so I I definitely had like, oh, you movie moment when we realized every movie yeah when we realized it was his dad and then going for the big cry yes and like right a minute later i I liked it 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 was that one minute or so where i was like this is stupid why does this have to be part of the movie and they're like oh i understand and then you waited one minute and we're like oh okay but wait is shield here yet Agent Coulson walks in and is like, you're... <laughs> yes, I agree, your dad is a hero. Let's talk about Michael Stuhlbarg. Yeah, he's a good... He's a good character. What I was his character was again? Griffith? It was. Griffith. Griffith. <laughs> Griffin. Griffith, Griffith III. Griffith. Is this a bit? I can't tell. It's a bit. Yes. <laughs> uh, What's going on? Devolved into bitful interactions. <laughs> I liked his character very much. I thought the first initial part where we introduced it to him at the party was maybe went on about forty-five seconds too long or oh, so. Come on! What? <laughs> what is going on with you? <laughs> minutes matter. Minutes. <laughs> you know all the good parts of the movie. Here's why they sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. When he talks, he's like, oh, is this the, the reality where if he comes in the next two seconds, we're all dead? And then we look at the door. That's gold, Jerry. Gold. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was good. That was one yeah. of my favorite bits. Of wait, the movie. wait. Was take the, those two seconds out and all of a sudden, door. Charlie thinks it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to understand why Charlie say it like 45 seconds too long. Like, wow. Like, he had a stopwatch. Yeah. He was like, and go. Charlie, are you in film school to become an editor? Yeah. (laughs) You just have editing and timing on the brain? Charlie's like, I watched Masterclass. No, it's like, I got the bit, and then the bit kept going. And he's like, well, let's keep talking with him and trying to get him to explain things while he's not listening and talking about alternate futures. And I was like, okay, I get what's going on. And then it kept going. Hey, and Will Smith did a fantastic job. He kept yelling for Kay to come back. And Kay was... Too wrapped up with talking with uh, Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, it was the meta bit. I think why you like that so much, Tony, is that that's, that's that part I of the do. movie is most like an episode of Frasier. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. You are absolutely correct. Okay, okay. <laughs> A moment in here. <laughs> Kay's in the kitchen with Daphne. Kay's yeah, in the kitchen. Mistaken identity. <laughs> it has everything. So do you think in the main universe, do you think Will Arnett still became a Men in Black? 
Oh, no. yeah, Will Arnett. I was expecting him to be in it for more than a few seconds, too. Glad he wasn't, uh, because he assaulted Will Smith with a butt slap. That's... Well, I mean, he didn't... Oh, that yeah. was their normal physical banter, though. It was still... Like, <laughs> in that universe, it was not well. I mean, to. it is it is hard to imagine a different universe where that was, like, Accepted. just how they did it. Yeah. You know, that's a that's very... That's how di- comfortable they were with each other. <laughs> they never got past that kind of... Uh, 60s mindset. You know, the firm open palm slap on the behind. (laughs) I assumed he was called Double A because his name was Aaron. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) Not because of any other reasons. You done messed up, A.A. Ron. (laughs) Go to O'Shack Hennessy's office right now. I just kind of assumed that they'd had too many people be uh, retired, shall we say. It's like Excel, you know? You get from cell Z to cell AA. No, in my head, canon, he's Aaron. (laughs) I think that's a better idea, (laughs) because it's certainly not really sequential. If you repeat the letter, you get the letter as many times as it's repeated. So if your name's Llama, you're double L. Your name's what? Llama. Llama. Oh, Yama? Llama Jones. Yama Jones. (laughs) Attorney at law. Attorney at law. You know, I'm trying to think of other names that have double letters at the beginning. Lamar? Yeah, there you go. Robert? (laughs) Robert. (laughs) Robert. So I, Greg, Charlie. Another plot point I liked was the time travel, the method of time travel. I thought was kind of fun. Him having to jump off a building. That was funny, and the way that was described that was hilarious. You won't know uh, until you're about two feet from the yeah. ground. <laughs> I really, I really liked that scene with the dude with the with Philip the Seymour travel. Hoffman type guy. Yeah, 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 with the pawn shop disc traders employee or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Paul has a special special spot in his heart for for that guy. <laughs> I liked how helpful he was. Like there wasn't any question. He was like, "Oh yeah, yeah I can help you out." <laughs> Yeah, like he actually, you know, he had his book right there. Like, all right, we're not wasting time. I think the most time they wasted in the movie was probably like 45 seconds or so. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I can't just leave. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was he was unusually helpful for uh, your average men in black store employee. Well, it's because he's a wait. He was human, right? Yeah, I think okay. So. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of the store employees that they have difficulties with are just wearing cost human costumes. Uh yeah, you have to like shoot them in the head and have it grow back and all that jazz. Or you know the uh, the my mind is blanking. So what's the the news agent type guy? The the guy with the newsstand. What, whatever whatever those are you know like that one is actually a dog who's an alien you know who shows up twice in this movie in pictures in the background yeah it's got the, the pug uh, in the <laughs> giant photo of the pug over the bed was a little bit like huh i assume jay lost a bet uh, okay <laughs> i'll buy it but the only thing that was weird that i found somewhat inconsistent was they established oh, the time you yeah this okay they established time travel you have to jump off the building right and you get sent back in time and then the time he does it at Cape Canaveral, he jumps back into himself at a time like a minute in the past. Like so, he's, there's no copy of him there, and he's not hurt anymore, right? Wasn't did anyone else find that weird? Nobody cares. Nobody <laughs> cares because <laughs> he he didn't have the spikes in his arms anymore. <laughs> Yeah. Charlie, did you miss Charlie. the song that just happened? <laughs> I 
I hadn't thought about it, Charlie. It didn't bother me. Okay. I hadn't even realized it until you brought it up. Yeah, same. Same here, Charlie. You, if you I point it out, and I'm kind of like, huh. Uh, I yeah. brought it up more as like an interesting point rather than something that really bothered me all that much. An interesting okay. point that I framed as a complaint. <laughs> <laughs> as I do with everything I say. I really do. I mean, I've basically bitched about the entire movie, and you guys are <laughs> going to hate You're going to be surprised at my rating. What are you going to do, like a two? No. <laughs> Oh, I liked it. I'm going to guess right now. Oh, this is Paul Wilcox guesses Charlie's rating. Paul Wilcox is going to guess the rating for Men in Black 3. Three. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. We're going to see what, what so let's, really let's all Let's all be quiet while we listen to Paul. Okay. <laughs> 0.0. It's got real Tim and Eric. <laughs> there was an 8.0. Yes. <laughs> we might have to check the tape on this one, though. No, I don't think we'll have to do that. But I think what we're doing is we're doing a little ASR right now. Boy, I forgot to bring my binaural microphone today. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't hear. All I heard was. <laughs> forgot the pop scream. Yeah, right. <laughs> Eight point zero is what Paul said. <laughs> okay. Hey. I, I mean, that's that's an off-the-cuff bit. Uh, it's I going to include I, that significant figure. I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to start this as a as a segment in general, just so as not to buy it to to affect the final ratings in any way. Well, what you need to do is you need to, or whatever you need to text it to someone oh. other than me. Ah, yes. Prior to <laughs> prior to my rating. To your so, rating. So Johnny Carson opening the envelope. <laughs> <laughs> You're up, Charlie. So overall, what did you think of Men in Black 3? Would you shoot it in the arm and send it to prison on the moon? Or would you vaporize it so it could never hurt anyone ever again? I guess I'm I don't saying... understand which choice is the good choice. <laughs> I assumed you were going to bring up apple pie. <laughs> I guess I'd say, how many slices of apple pie would you give this movie? No, glasses of chocolate milk. Oh, how many glasses of chocolate oh, milk? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that that wouldn't sit well with my lactose intolerance. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I hadn't seen it. I'd heard that it was better than Men in Black 2, but it didn't really seem like a high bar to clear. Although I'm seeing I gave it a 5, which seems kind of high. I feel like I disliked it more than a 5, but whatever. I was pleasantly surprised. I thought the performances were good. I thought the humor felt more natural and situational rather than like grafted on gags. Yeah. And so in that respect, it was more like Men in Black than Men in Black 2. So yeah, I enjoyed this film. It wasn't amazing, but it was it was good. So I think I'm going to give it a debate between 7 and 7, 5. I think I'm going to give this 7 glasses of chocolate milk. Ooh. Ooh. With the possibility that it might shift up a bit at the end when we do the great re-rate in the sky. Mm. When we uh, add a significant digit and tweak, uh, right. finally. And then break out into categories because some, sometimes it's just apples and oranges. All right, Paul, you know, you're next. I'm looking forward to this. You're up, buddy. Um, 
I had a lot of fun with this movie. I thought I had a good amount of humor. Like Adam said, it was like very natural. It felt very much like the actual sequel to Men in Black 1. Yeah. It channeled the spirit of it, but I feel like it kind of took it further in some ways. Like I liked the time travel plot. I feel like it added a, a good additional element to have Josh Brolin doing such a good Tommy Lee Jones and giving some insight on the character. And it made me cry, which is probably more than the first Men in Black. I can say for the first Men in Black, which I really liked. So in that way, I think I'm going to go with... Looking back through my ratings, I've been such a stickler. You have a very narrow spread. I do. I, I don't like giving it too bad or too good. Yeah. It's all, standard deviation must be very small in comparison. Is. I think I just am afraid to use the bottom half of the rating scale, basically. But now's the time to start. Oh. <laughs> yeah. um, what are you giving, Paul? I think I'm going to give it... An 8.0 out of, <laughs> out of 10. 8.8 glasses of chocolate milk. That's probably why that was my prediction for you, Charlie, because <laughs> I that was just my rating. And, how uh, many, <laughs> and I was like, well, what's a curveball? The same as me. Paul, how many lactates? And uh, that's pro- that, that probably, I would probably take a dozen lactates uh, <laughs> if I was going to drink eight glasses of chocolate milk, because that is way too much lactose for these uh, lactase-starved guts Doug you're up so I thought there were a few things that were less than perfect in this movie like you said the introductory stuff in the prison was uh certainly cause for concern you're just like oh oh no is this what this movie's gonna be like I thought the special effects were in many places it was very clear that yes I'm looking at special effects and so that was just a little bit jarring but this movie had a lot of heart to it and I definitely cried during the beat scene both times that I've seen it. So I'm going to give this one 8.5 glasses of chocolate milk. Very nice. You guys are making me feel real bad about my seven. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just That's just for- because Adam doesn't care about heart. Yeah, just wait for just, just earth, fire, wind, and water. <laughs> Tony? Tony! What? Rolo Tony <laughs> Rating Town. What? Oh, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? You want a rating or something? I guess I could do that. Uh, no, I, uh, I I went into this. I, I think I said this earlier, but I, I went into this movie thinking it was going to be like Ghost Rider and I was going to hate it. And I ended up really enjoying it. I thought that all of the actors were well within their abilities in terms of like the comedy, but also a little bit of like uh, the action. I don't think the movie tried to be something that it wasn't. And I thought the writing outside of maybe just a couple of parts um, was too like cringeworthy i thought that it was uh very entertaining me and paul while we were watching were laughing throughout the entire time yeah, so there was a there was a, there was there was some real gut laughter that was yeah. uh, was really nice and something that hasn't happened in a very very long time mm-hmm. it was just really needed yeah probably several years I enjoyed it. I thought Josh Brolin did a fantastic job, and uh, I really enjoyed uh, Will Smith. And I think that I'm with Paul on this one, and that if there's anything that Will Smith does, I just kind of really enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> I've just like never seen anything I, I didn't like. Yeah, like I was just like, oh, okay, I'm I'm along for the ride. So he's he's what keeps you from walking out of Wild Wild West. <laughs> I still walked out of Wild Wild West. <laughs> oh, well, then I, I guess we see who's the bigger Will Smith fan then. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, really. no, you're not wrong. <laughs> if you stayed for Wild Wild West for Will Smith, kudos to you, bro. 
I oh I don't know <laughs> what I want to give it. I'm gonna give it oh a nine. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I enjoyed it that much. I did. All I right. Really thank All you. Right. I feel bad about my eight. I held back too much. Yeah. This is on par with the Avengers for you. Yeah. I, I do. I do believe so. I. I just. I don't know. There was. There was something that happened like the middle of the movie, and like it was like funny, and I enjoyed it. And I yeah. Just, you were. You were telling me. I was all like, through the movie. You're like, this movie is so good. That's so good, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. So I. I. I don't know if I was just drunk or just like. <laughs> No, it's really good. That's that's real. Yeah. Thank you, Charlie. Nine. (laughs) So, okay. You all heard me bitching about small parts of the movie, but they really didn't bother me all that much. Then why'd you keep bringing them up? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I'm weird. (laughs) (laughs) I I appreciate your opinions, Charlie. If a movie's good, you can forgive its shortcomings, I think. And this is one of those movies where there's like little things like that, but I just don't ultimately care about them that much. And the two things that killed me that I thought were great about this movie was one, the gag where the astronauts pretend that they don't see what's going on (laughs) because they don't want to cancel the launch. That was great. And then the fact that the whole middle part of the movie could have been avoided if Will Smith had simply decided to pay attention to the file about who had been murdered like from earlier in the movie did everybody catch that no he's looking at the he's looking at the arcnet files of what actually happened and what murders happened this is like jermaine clement's character killed five people and the first one was this guy at the fair and the second one was the factory and then he shuts it off So if he had kept listening, he would have known what was going to happen, and they wouldn't have had to do all the detective work. So I really enjoyed that. I can kind of relate to that. That was the movie, though. Exactly. Yeah. So if he'd bothered yeah. to pay attention earlier, he wouldn't have had all these issues. Then we would have watched it, nice. I think. <laughs> So I was thinking I was going to give this, as Paul said, an eight. Yeah! But, but, and this right, is not to be contrary, it's not to be contrary, Paul, but I... Looked back at my rating for Men in Black, and it's an 8.5, but I don't think this movie's as good as Men in Black, so I think I'm going to have to do my first actual re-rate and put Men in Black up to 9 so that I can give this an 8.5, because I really liked it that much. Does that make Men in Black our first movie where everyone has the same score? It does. It does. Yeah, and the emotional underpinning of the movie is great, too. I mean, I think everybody felt it. I think it was a really concentrating on that relationship and how much they cared about each other was really the right way to go. It almost, I mean, you can feel the beginning of the script didn't quite work, wasn't quite working or hadn't quite been written yet, but I thought the rest worked. No, but the big problem with this movie is that there's no post credit scene telling us what the dimension they're in really is. <laughs> so it's got to lose a bunch of points for that. It lost half a point for that. I mean, can we safely assume that they're in the same one or as the first movie? Yeah, where were no, the Avengers in this? It's all donuts. It's all marbles and donuts and lockers. Everything. We're all just a marble. We're all just a I mean, donut. did we look up what the Pitbull lyrics are? <laughs> maybe it's by the way when we were talking about this we were like this seems fine oh (laughs) sounds seems fine to us yeah there was something about the entry there was something about the voice at the very beginning is that you just hated uh i kind of do but like the voice (laughs) his voice at the very beginning i for some reason i thought it sounded kind of like jermaine clement and so i was excited i was like did jermaine clement do a song for the end of men in black three and that's what i really wanted and then i found out it was pitbull 
Okay, let's excuse me, baby. Go, yeah, you baby. Back, ooh, you groovy baby. In, let's make a movie, baby. <laughs> That's what more movies need are, are songs about making movies. Wow. Like, it's I like cle- to think yeah. the song came first before everything and served as the inspiration. It could be. I mean, it's got themes in it, but not plot points. He just says the word time. Time. Excuse me, baby. Cape Canaveral's in here. with the lyrics? <laughs> it's the equivalent of a Rickroll. Every line starts the actual lyric. Let's go back in time. Oh, yeah, because that's how Pitbull uh, songs go. Wait, what? What is the, what are these riddles that Pitbull communicates in? I don't understand. <laughs> Do you, I, I thought you got an associate's degree in pitbullology. What is this wizard pitbull? It's a pitbull wizard. Pitbull. Pitbull wizard. Get down on it. Get down on it. So we saw, we thought the song was fine. We didn't hate it. So people don't hate Pitbull as much as I do, but we're nowhere near Home of the Brave, so I think we can put this one aside. They put My, it above Home uh, of the Brave. No! <laughs> They were like, this is the best thing of all time. Paul is so offended. Of all time. <laughs> talked about it, and I was like, mm, can't. As much as I want to say this is really great, still can't in good conscience put it above home brave. So thanks to everyone for joining us on the 37th installment of the Mary Marvel Movie March. We now jump forward, it looks like a whole month, to June, oh, actually July 3rd, 2012. Oh, that's right, because when I went to see this, the parking lot was completely full and we had to drive to a different theater. Anyway, um, the July 3rd, 2012 movie, The Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, I've never seen that one. Oh, sorry, that's spoilers for the next episode. (laughs) (laughs) Guess it's time to bring back Paul's favorite segment. What do you think the movie will be like? (laughs) I think that's a pretty good segment. So what do you think it'll be we like? We just Paul? never did it enough to kind of get it warmed up. But what do you think it'll be like, Paul? I think it won't be as good as the Raimi series, but better or worse than three? <sighs> oh, it might be. I think it'll be a little better and a lot less charming. Hmm. Okay. I like that Charlie's excited about that. Hey, Andrew Garfield. I know. Yeah, you that's my Spider Man. Garfield, and I was like. <laughs> That's not Garfield, bro. I knew his name was Garfield. I was like, he's so hot. His last name has to be Garfield. Like, we all think Garfield is hot, but <laughs> oh, a lot of theater stuff. It looks like. Oh, he's got a Tony. I know he does. <laughs> <laughs> if he plays his card right, he can have a Tony. He needs a you know now he just needs Rolo Brown out of Brown Town. That's the old RT. All right, BT. well it was really nice having everyone yeah, on the show tonight. I'm Tony. I'm Doug. I'm Adam. I'm Charlie. And I'm Paul. And we hope that you join us on our next podcast, which probably won't be Marvel related. I think that the next episode should be completely devoted to what we think the next episode is going to be. <laughs> Pure speculation. (laughs) Episode 156. Next time the Go Bestie Walls. Oh, why speculation and not declaration? (laughs) You put too much faith in the future. That's our show. Don't forget, you can check us out on Facebook, just like the Gobeski Wallace Report, and you can also follow us on Twitter at GW Report. And check out our website, thegobeskywallsreport.com. That's probably the important bit. Well, yeah, I guess all the other links are there, so if you remember (laughs) one thing, remember that. Not your name. 
buttkovskywallacereport.com. <laughs> More important than your name. Why is Klobuchar <laughs> trending at the same time as Optimus Prime? I don't know what that means. Is there any sort of connection between the two, or is this just a coincidence? It's, it's because Donald Trump just became the first cast member of Home Alone 2 to get impeached. <laughs> 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 I like how it's the first. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We don't want to rule anything like, out. Twenty twenty four. I thought the humor felt more natural and situational rather than like grafted on gags, and so in that regard, it felt more like the original. It felt more like the original Men in, and so in that regard, it felt like more. And so in that regard, it felt more like the original Men in Black than in Met Then. And so in that regard... (laughs) (laughs) That's an editing nightmare. I'm going to dance while I'm trying to re-say it. (laughs) Is this like that Andy Kaufman bit? (laughs) Charlie, he's just seen how far he can go. Charlie, he's just seen how far he can go before someone says something. (laughs) (laughs) The answer to it all is... See how far he can take the audience before he loses them completely. <laughs>